0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the VR Download, a show that we do in the Upload Virtual Studios, and uh, we do two shows each week. One is about hardware industry stuff, and then the other one's all about gaming and everything else like that. So today, i by the way, and over here to my left,
1: hi, Ian Hamilton here. Thank you all for joining us. This is my first time in the. The newest studio without the, the Matrix chairs. Yeah, right? So
0: our backs don't like, you know, if we lean back way far, of course, I'll break my chair and then fall over and it'll be a disaster. Uh, so we've got some news today to talk about. Um, And we've got some folks that are in our YouTube chat. So feel free to talk to us. We are live, unless you're listening yeah, uh- to this later. And it's not. Yeah, I'm looking
1: at James' comments talking about that Wired article. Did you read the Wired article that I just tweeted about? It's like they quoted Carmack and like two others. It was it was all Carmack's quotes from the Joe Rogan interview he did where he's like making his economic arguments for why VR is going to be better than like, uh, you know, when the world becomes a dystopia, they're still going to improve the lives of people. And I don't know. It was weird to see that Wired, you know, pulling up these quotes that are a year old it was it was a little weird thanks for mentioning well, i'm that sure dude. if you if you dig far enough
0: you can find uh, enough quotes to put together whatever kind of article you want so you mm-hmm. know no i did not read that article no is and it worth reading look- i mean is is, is no, there enough no. legit
1: no no it's (laughs) nothing new it's just you know it makes the argument that i kind of make i mean to be fair that we don't want to use vr because the real world gets worse year after year after year we have kind of like a responsibility to the real world to make it better and better and we we should you know use vr to have excursions that make uh it even better than that but it's kind of like this whole editorial collated from elon musk and carmack quotes kind of pointing out that the real world is uh not a priority for some of these people making vr i think it's kind of the, the assumption in the article
0: hmm okay well i'm not what is there any, what's the value of making that argument
1: well i mean it's just it gets clicks right i mean you, if you it's kind of like as soon as vr is here then you get the dystopia headlines like yeah, VR is here and it's terrible. It's not terrible as in like 3DOF. it's terrible as in the real world is going to diminish in quality because VR is taking off. And uh I don't know. We've I remember when I put VR headsets on my friends back, you know, the DK2 days, and it's like mm-hmm. that's the first conversation you have after you've blown a mind uh in VR. You bring them out and they they you have a long conversation about what the value of the real world is.
0: Well, and you know what ends up happening is – well, think back to when the horseless carriages came out and everybody's like, oh, those are – cars are terrible. Automobiles, what in the world? You're going to blow up. You're going to explode. Horse and buggy, that's
1: where it's at. And I mean,
0: I don't
1: know. I don't know. I I get frustrated at people like that. You can go into the New York Times and find every medium that came over the last 100 years, including – reading the newspaper as being too distracting (laughs) from the real world. Yeah. And TV. Oh, no,
0: not TV. Television is the devil. Yeah, Yeah. I I don't understand that. Why are people so afraid of progress?
1: I mean, yeah, it means the, the boomers have to learn a new technology and they barely caught up to the email. Yeah. Ooh, that was rough. Ooh, I did not mean to. Hey, to, to, to oh,
0: dang. The, the truth hurts sometimes, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, enough of that nonsense. Hey, let's, let's talk about uh, our news uh, pieces here. Now, I, I saw originally that we have three uh, subjects to go over, three, three different articles, but technically two of them are the same, sort of. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go with number two first, and uh, we're going to talk about that, and then we'll go back and talk to the other two, because I think that makes the most sense. So, our first news story for the day is a Quest update that supports Bluetooth mice and resizable browser window. Ooh, Oculus Quest latest software update version 25 adds resizable browser windows alongside support for Bluetooth mouse input. Now, Ian, I, I get the idea of the browser resizing. That's just an obvious duh. Yes, you add that feature. Um, why do I want mouse Bluetooth support? Well,
1: it's it's obviously a, an input mechanism that everyone is familiar with, and so like it's cool to get into the browser in Oculus Browser and then see that little cursor that you're so familiar with from 25 years of you know GUI interfaces. Um, and, and being able to, you know, re- point that little cursor over and then drag the window over and make this gigantic browser window for you for your here, and you could have a little browser window over here and a little browser window over here, and have this big, nice, big workspace here in the middle of your screen by just dragging it with the with the mouse. And so it's a familiar thing for people. And I I did this a week ago on Sunday. I wrote that whole article that that we're talking about here in VR, and I was able to take a screenshot of my interface then upload it as a featured image inside the WordPress browser without leaving VR and like those are those are pretty hard things to put like yes you could write for a little while inside VR but being able to take a screenshot with a VR headset and then upload it to the system is a pretty cool step and i was able to do all of that from inside VR and I, was having, I had music playing over here on a YouTube video, and I had a Twitter chat and Slack over here. And uh, I was so immersed that at one point, I went to reach for my mouse over here, a mouse that didn't exist. I was using the Logitech K380, I think is what it is. That's mm-hmm. the keyboard that they've advertised uh that they sort of showed in preview mode when they did facebook connect last year to show this feature and i sort of bought it on a whim hoping that i could get into infinite office which is what facebook is calling its uh office product that will let you kind of like do all these things in a a much more even smoother way than exists today so uh, i have a trackpad over here on the right side of the keyboard and then I've got my keyboard over here and I'm using the trackpad and two fingers scrolling to do various things there. But I was so immersed and I felt like I was so at my normal, typical office uh, way. I reached over here to reach for my mouse at one point to try to grab. And I'm like, Oh, I'm an idiot. That's, I don't, I'm not doing that right now. I've got the, it's the right trackpad there, yeah. and stuff.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I have a question about it though, since since we're looking at this screen here. So uh. You can resize all of these different windows. Um, can you move them, like, further back and closer to you? If I wanted to, can I have a little window down
1: here and then another no, one? They don't have that yet, uh, as far as I could tell. There's, like, very simple, like, you could switch the position of the two windows uh, or, like, have secondary tabs on each of the windows. So you could have, like, a, a nested Window with all your communication in one tab, or you know, in one window over here, and that could be all your communication stuff. And then you could have your workspace windows here, and then another set of windows over here if you want. So there's, I think that's probably coming. But there's, they need to have more environmental understanding, I think, for us to get really useful, you know, windows everywhere type situation.
0: I, I'm going to throw this out here because using a mouse in a 360 VR all the way around environment, okay? I'm going to pick up my mouse right here. This is my wireless mouse on my desk in front of me. (laughs) And if I move it forward, I would expect my mouse cursor in a XYZ (laughs) environment to go that direction. But instead, Mm. it's going to go this direction. And so now I'm wondering if we need... A, a 3d mouse like remember the novant mm. falcon you know it had x y and z movement are we do we need to reinvent the mouse do we because this feels like i i almost want to scroll it this well, well, way
1: so i don't know i love that question because like or that comment because i had everyone after i wrote that article and was sort of put it on twitter that i was doing this in vr everyone's like oh maybe i should get that uh trackpad keyboard combo that i was using that that oculus talked about and the trackpad on that thing is terrible it's just awful and i couldn't (laughs) tell when i first wrote the article whether it was a software glitch or the hardware glitch and i heard from other people it's like yeah the trackpad on that unlike a lot of trackpads are terrible but like when you think about it it's possible that if if you know it's possible for facebook to improve the trackpad recognition like, theoretically, if if Facebook knows that I'm running my fingers along the trackpad, maybe it could capture some of those failed, you know, things where the keyboard isn't recognizing it. Maybe Facebook could fill in the gaps a little bit and recognize it. And I wonder if the same thing could be true for mice.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like it's a 2D solution to a 3D Scenario. Uh, I I don't want to call it a problem, but it's definitely a situation that needs to be dealt with. I mean, Mm -hmm. it it feels to me like you would be able to put a little screen down here. I'm knocking stuff off my real table. Uh, A little screen down here maybe has like, I don't know, your Spotify. And then over there can be like, uh, you know, Google Analytics or – and then over – but you'd have to be able to move – up and down so when you see the cursor on the screen and it's not over like if this cursor was like up here would there just
1: be a mouse just kind of chilling right there it's a pretty big cursor too it was funny it was like the cursor was felt like it was like this big inside vr you know what what i gotta say is i am so impressed by heaney's hand tracking improvements and oculus's hand tracking improvements being able to to demonstrate these types of things in vr live like that's kind of blowing my mind that we're able to pull this off. So I've just – great job, Heaney. You're doing amazing work in here.
0: <laughs> I agree. It is uh, – it's fun to watch the evolution of all the different, uh, you know, uh, trying to do my magic trick here. You know, where you take your thumb off in front of the kids. Ah, and you put it back. Ah, ah. Okay. That's enough of that. But anyway, uh yeah, so this is this is fun because this is an improvement. This this brings to life several of the things that they had kind of spoken about in previous like, you know, announcements and stuff like that. And um, you know, the concept of doing this while you're in VR, I, I, I just I wonder what my endurance level will be. I mean, you said you wrote an entire article with an hour or two hours. what?
1: Somewhere between an hour and two. Yeah. And I took a break in the middle. The thing that's really cool about it is imagine long flights where you've got a battery pack uh, hooked up to your headset and you don't want the person sitting next to you to see what you're writing. Like you're that private of an organization that you really need to protect your data to that extent. You could have mm-hmm. a really private coding session or, you know, writing session where you're writing private emails that you don't even want anyone else to know. Uh, are there? You could theoretically do that with a VR headset. Although,
0: oh yeah, no, Obviously, the, yeah. on a flight, that's that's a big deal because I've seen people with their laptop open on their de- on their on their. Uh, you know, tray and I can see right onto their screen and I'm like, I don't care. I'm not being nosy even, but I I notice that they're, you know, sometimes I'll see what that person is watching and I go, oh, they're watching, you know, season six of The Office or whatever. And I'm yeah. you know, it, it, I, I could see the privacy level there uh being valuable. Yeah. Yeah. But what about what about resolution? I mean, are we at a point now where that's not even a conversation
1: anymore in terms of you like know. reading text and all that? I felt it was pretty solid across the board. I didn't have any problem reading anything. Uh, I I recommend this to people that don't realize they can do this. If you go to the Fandango app on Oculus Quest, I think it's the Fandango app, and download one, you know, do the thing where you link up your movie libraries to have the Movies Anywhere service connect to Fandango, and then um, download one of your favorite films that you know is visually beautiful and have that locally stored on your Quest. And then play that in pass-through mode on a screen that's, you know, 80 or 90 inches wide and see how you feel about the video quality of like a 4K movie via the Fandango mm. app. I've, I've I've been really blown away by the quality of that. And it kind of comes across in the text here, too. It looks really good. Cool. Very cool. Awesome.
0: All right. Well, we'll see uh- – We'll see if any other Bluetooth accessories uh, come out. There might be an Oculus, a Facebook Oculus uh, themed keyboard mouse combo. Who knows what they'll come out with? Now, that Logitech K series, uh, I have like the three, whatever the younger version, uh, you know, the grandpa to the one that you bought. Uh, I use it for my TV. So my TV in my bedroom, and then we've just got a keyboard there. and We can,
1: you know. And there's a mouse click button. There's like a right mouse click key yes. dedicated on the left side of the keyboard. So if you don't want to be clicking around or, you know, reaching around for your thing, you could actually hit that key to – that's kind mm-hmm. of like an easy way of mouse clicking without actually looking at your keyboard.
0: Yeah. And, and yes, the, the trackpad isn't great, but that keyboard with the little trackpad on the right-hand side has been – Uh, astoundingly awesome for me
1: yeah well so this is one of one of the things that we were expecting from infinite office just to catch people up who aren't familiar with this is one of the features that they're going to add to oculus i believe is they're going to allow you to set your pass through so that it only shows your pass through down at the this area of the screen so your desk would still show pass through but when you look up you only see your virtual environment and that's going to be when they add that feature, that's going to be killer for only like only when you look down here do you need to grab like you can grab your water, you can pet your cat, anything that's sitting in your immediate vicinity, but when you look up and around, you only see the virtual environment and you'll your eyes will be much more focused on the virtual content you have in front of you interesting,
0: very interesting. yeah, I look forward to seeing where where this goes from here. do we have any comments? I haven't looked at the comments
1: here. People talking about Star Trek and how the interfaces in Star Trek are uh, different. I love the. You know what? I have been really blown away by the virtual interfaces in um, The Expanse. Have you watched The Expanse? No, I have not. Oh, it's such a great show on Amazon Prime. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. But they've got these holographic interfaces and they do some, some really stellar work with the, the, the UI, you know, fictional UI that they're showing. But, you know, people looking at whole solar systems in an, in an augmented reality way, you know, floating in front of them. And, uh, if you haven't seen The Expanse, I highly recommend checking those out for, uh, those future interfaces.
0: I have seen, uh, Star Trek Discovery. Uh, I've been trying to play catch up on that show, and I've noticed that their new com badges have like a like a holographic type of thing going on, and they're playing with that. And I I, I do keep an eye out for UIs, you know. Ever since Minority Report, it's like every UI is under scrutiny now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's pretty interesting. Okay, well, enough of that. Uh, yeah, fun, fun, exciting stuff. Infinite desktop. We'll see what happens there. But let's move on to the next kind of two pieces here. So at the top here, we've got Facebook's Andrew Bosworth, Bos, Ian's uh, best friend here, discusses store restrictions in virtual desktop. Uh, he discuss the status of virtual desktops pending App Lab submission and the requirements surrounding Oculus Store content. Now, I personally understand the logic that you – whoever – I'm not actually sure who wrote the article. Um, I understand what he's saying. Boz is saying like, well, people have – we want them to have a good experience. We want them to have a good first experience. That way their second experience actually occurs. That is logical. That makes sense, and that's fantastic for the noobs. But what about – us the folks who have been sitting in VR waiting for this that and the other and we want the ability yes great that's wonderful that you you know eventually you're going to have to take the uh you know the training wheels off your bike that's how i look at it i don't know what what are your thoughts mm.
1: yeah so uh andrew bosworth is the head of VR facebook and i would love to have him in the studio i think it's a great platform to have uh people come in here have a real discussion about vr the future of vr and we're using all of facebook's APIs at this point basically to to make the studio work so what a great you know sort of venue to kind of talk about vr but right now he's doing these ama sessions on instagram and so he's getting to vet uh you know what questions he answers and uh how he wants to respond to them. And I thought the response to this particular one offered a lot of interesting context, you know, for the people out there that don't know what's going on with virtual desktop. But the answer that the core of the answer was, I don't know the status of virtual desktops, VR, PC VR streaming option. And that's kind of like a, I don't know. We, we should have, you know, it's been more than a week uh, for Guy Godin since submitting his App Lab app. And one of the things out there, one of the, the suggestions is maybe there's a problem with um, the fact that it's called virtual desktop VR patch, I think is something like that or, or virtual desktop patch or streaming patch, maybe because it's the same name as a product that's available in the store. Maybe that's kind of like a hangup for Facebook, but it's no <laughs> longer like a sort excuse. of like, <laughs> yeah it, maybe it's no longer you know according to the ver- verbiage we've seen in the store virtual desktop streaming features should get approved for app lab it 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 looks like it fits all the all the things that need to be covered for that to be released now obviously the the people who have a um who assume the worst of facebook all the time who assume Facebook is going to lock down this platform as soon as they possibly can, would think that that's the reason virtual desktop hasn't doesn't have any information yet about whether this is going to actually get approved. That, you know, uh, if you watch people like um, Anton Hand commenting that, you know, it, the likelihood that as soon... So Anton Hand is a developer of Hot Dogs, Horseshoes, and Hand Grenades. Very staunch anti-Face. Facebook person for many 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 years. You will never get H three VR natively on an Oculus headset. You it's it's only available through Steam. So uh, making comments out there that as soon as they can, Facebook is going to shut down the Steam to Quest connection through some route. And one of the theories Blair um, anti cleric, uh, the creator of LoFi, was commenting on is it just seems likely that what they'll do is they'll charge a developer fee for the Oculus uh, developer accounts. And that will wipe out the virtual desktop route that's currently used via SideQuest to get this PC VR streaming up and running. And, you know, I, I don't know if any of these arguments are going to come to fruition. Like, I, I don't know if Facebook is going to lock this down. One thing that was kind of annoying to me, um, I noticed in the newest version of, of uh, Unknown Sources, so anything you've sideloaded from SideQuest goes into an Unknown Sources category inside the, the app library, so you click on Unknown Sources. And I noticed that Facebook has gone to the, the step of making that red or orange in the menu. So not only mm-hmm. is it hidden, you have to scroll down and hide and find it. Now when you make that selection, you're kind of warned. Ooh, this is kind of like a bad thing. It's it's orange or red. These are orange or red apps. Be careful. I, I don't know. I, I'm so appreciative that I want VR to be an open platform. I want to be able to install the software on these devices, or at least I want the option to. And I say that as a person who Has been an Apple develop, you know, an Apple buyer for a decade or more. I've bought every version of iPhone going back to the original, and I so appreciate the safety of the Apple ecosystem. You can't, you're going to get hacked less, or it's harder to be hacked on an Apple device because of these um, careful, you know, these gates they've put up for hackers to do and for users not to screw up their own device you can just restore the device and you're back to ground you know back to the way it was when you were sent it from the factory the uh, it's a tough thing to say i actually want vr headsets to be more open than that when i've appreciated the the safety of the apple ecosystem for all these years but we need to have open options and there's two the data that you can gather from these headsets is too valuable to have one company control so much of it or have be able to harvest all this data. And I think that's one of the things that like what I would expect to happen here is that Facebook could make a better wireless link solution. Number one, because it won't use your existing wireless network. But number two, it's possible that Facebook could make use of certain APIs that they don't give Gee access to or other people that want to make this wireless link solution. And I think that's the most reasonable route to kind of like killing off uh, a competing solution is to just make a better one. And I think that would be the likeliest route we'll see out of virtual desktop.
0: Yeah, I've got so many thoughts on this. It's kind of ridiculous if you think about it in a bigger picture type of scenario. Um, Where do I even start? So I guess, Here's what I see. I see a conversation occurred at Facebook Oculus, and they said, oh, virtual desktop allows you to stream stuff without having to go uh, and buy a game from us. You can buy it from Steam, and then you can play it wireless. So we can't have that because we're not making money on the headsets. We're making money on the software. And mm-hmm. when I say we, I mean Facebook Oculus, not necessarily the developers. And then, so they say, okay, well, you can't have that setting that allows you to stream like that because, and we'll say, uh, it's because uh, it's not good for, we can't promise a good experience. So, and and this is just all hypothetical. I'm not saying this is what actually happened. I'm just saying this is what could have happened. And after they say, okay, let's get rid of the app. You have to get rid of that feature. So, Guy does that. Okay, fine. Well, then App Lab comes out, and Guy says, hey, I'm going to resubmit it and put it on App Lab with that feature. But no, we still don't know what kind of experience uh, you're going to get from this. So it's still the same excuse, even though App Lab is for games that haven't been fully vetted. So here's my final take on this. Guy's full app, 100% with all features, should be – in the normal app store to purchase and use a hundred percent totally all features or they won't let it in the app lab at all. That, that's my prediction. And, and I, I'm sorry, Gee. I mean, you know, you're my boy, but I don't think they're going to let you put that in app lab. I'm just sorry. I'm that's that's, that's my prediction for the outcome of this.
1: Mm. Well, we'll see. I will see. I mean, that's the, that's why we're all so, we're sort of like, I put it on Twitter that everyone needs to ask uh, Andrew Bosworth this question so that we can get an answer, and we didn't get that answer. We got, you know, I don't know, basically, out of uh, mm-hmm. Bosworth, and I think that more or less means that the the app review team is still figuring out how to respond to Gee and 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 fully explain what the the reasoning is here. Um, so it's it's anything is possible here. I think it's just. Yeah. We, we want an open system, and uh, I think you're, the App Lab system, when you log into it, gives you the warning that these things might have comfort issues. And I think that's all they really needed for, I think that's all users need for Virtual Desktop's PC VR streaming feature. And from the start, I think he was kind of arguing, you know, this feature was hidden, nested in a menu to begin with. You had to know what you were doing when you turned it on And I'm sure he would have been more than willing to add warning text himself that Facebook dictated saying, hey, there may be comfort issues here. He's been completely uh, forward with us, you know, explaining all the various issues you could have with this headset. I wanted to mention, I I liked uh, Luca's comment here. I think Quest being able to connect to PC is good for Facebook. It means many people that are VR hardcore gamers will go for Quest for the good Steam games while saving money, and I think that's absolutely true. The question is, how does is that always true for Facebook in the future? Is the way I view it, um, Facebook VR headsets now account for something between 50 and 60%. I think it's 56% of all headsets in use in Steam are made by Facebook. And that's that's a power differential that like Facebook is gaining more power to dictate terms to Steam and Valve about how Steam does business with its customers. And so it's it, the, the it's possible for Facebook to dictate these terms. It's possible for Facebook to make this route harder. The question is, does it always benefit? Yeah, here's the the chart that shows that 56% of the headsets in use on Steam are Facebook headsets. And basically, just to be clear, month after month this blue thing starts chipping away more and more and more, and you kind of get this sense of like Facebook slowly taking over. And just over time, the the question is uh, what does it always benefit Facebook to have uh, such an easy route to buy games from a competing store? And that's true for SideQuest and that's true for Steam. And I think it makes sense, a lot of sense, for Facebook to invite other people onto their systems, but make it hard to do so so that you're always encouraged to buy things from the main store.
0: You know, there's there's a, there's a comment here from, S- Borsk, uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce it correctly. Quest is either a game system or a VR headset, then. You
1: know, mm. it's,
0: it's intriguing to look at it from that perspective. Is this a game console on my head? Because I'm not playing a game right now. Or is this just a VR headset that is capable of doing anything? That it is allowed to do hardware wise. I, I just, I, I wonder if, because a console, you know, it, it, Joe Blow makes a game and wants to play it on his Xbox or his PS4. He can't. He has to go through this big curated process because that's how consoles work. Well, this is, is this just a game console? I mean, it feels like the infinite desktop and, and, and uh, mm. office. I, I just, I don't know. It's a, just so Facebook
1: has been, yeah, Facebook has been explicit. Mark Zuckerberg in his most recent every every earnings call, he calls VR the next computing platform. And he kind of groups VR and AR together. He says VR AR is the next computing platform. And what I see in a lot of the comments, and these are great comments by the way here. Uh, I need to to mention some of these. Um I love the the comment here that uh, from Onakazi that Uh, Facebook could be at 90% and the VR usage on Steam isn't significant enough to bully Valve on what they do in Steam. I love that. But one of the things I've seen commented here is if you look at Apple's strategy of AirPods and wristwatches, and you start seeing interfaces that become the future of interfaces, right? Where like, Mm -hmm. I could maybe look at my wristwatch and have a pop-up in VR, and because of this interface of like the 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 watch talking to my headset it's able to pull that off where i have this interface based on in vr or if i'm walking around with airpods i can be directed where to walk just with audio sensors telling me where to go and you start seeing like this this interface that's always with you that's always aware of your surroundings and what you need to do and The argument is, from the Apple perspective, that Apple is able to do that at a scale that no one else is going to be able to match for years and years and years to come. And so that's why we have these rumors or these reports this week that Facebook is working on its own watch. Because can you imagine how great it will be if you could combine your watch with your VR headset? And so I think, yes, the Quest is a gaming console, but it is also the foundation for everything Facebook wants to do next. And so, they've got to test out these features like hand tracking, right? It's getting better and better and better, but it was a tacked-on feature to the Quest system and pass-through. It's getting better and better and better, but there's still black and white images of your real world. And that's pretty crummy Mm -hmm. uh, in in the grand scheme of things. I want full color and be able to see the world around me. But all these features have to be tested somewhere. And so, like Facebook is finding a way to give you a game console. A really cool VR game console, while also testing out all these features that are going to be important in the next headsets.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, um, man. I, I don't know. I mean, do, if if we had to, we should put a, a a Twitter poll out there right now. Do we think that App Lab will allow G's patch <laughs> and and, yeah. and see? You know what? Look look for that on Twitter. I'll put that out on my personal. No, let's put that on the upload Twitter.
1: Let's do that on the upload Okay, Let's do it. Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah. Yeah, So look at the upload uh, upload VR Twitter. We're going to put that out because I'm curious. I really am curious of how this is all going to go because if they allow it, then why wouldn't they just allow it in the normal app on the store? And if the argument (laughs) is, well, it doesn't allow, you know, we can't guarantee the, the comfort or whatever bad first experience kind of thing. I, I seriously doubt that somebody's buying a VR headset and the first thing they're going to do is want to go stream from steam. I
1: mean, it, it feels like you're going to do a couple more things before you go that far. I what? how much would you pay for a Facebook VR console that lets you install whatever you wanted on it and didn't have to sign up as a developer? Like, I, I, one of the things I wonder about with Facebook is when we get – we have this debate with Heaney. We'll get Heaney into the studio. We'll have a long debate about what Facebook's next VR system is. There's people sort of – they put out the headlines that Oculus Quest 3 uh, release date <laughs> rumors, and prices, right? None of that is known. We don't even know when the Quest 3 – but they're they're still putting out the headlines to try to get the the search engine – people to you know I, people are going to be want, w- wondering do i buy a quest 2 right now or do i wait to buy the quest 3. and or uh,
0: or do you wait until and see what apple comes out with because i think you know I, I was thinking about this this is one of those like shower thoughts you know you got nothing better to do while you're washing your hair and you're like hey if apple comes out with a three thousand dollar headset and it's popular and awesome. Is that going to allow Facebook to come out with the Oculus Quest 3 at like let's say it's 3000 for the Apple, theirs is 1999 and I'm talking a $1999 here. So for 2 grand, you get that unlocked un you know, do whatever you want with it headset. I'm not I'm not sure about this. It might be a bad idea for uh, Apple to come out with a three thousand dollar headset because if it does well, which I imagine it would, then that's gonna you know it, it creates a new precedent for what the cost and the value of these headsets are. But you're gonna have to offer an awful lot to go from three hundred even up to seven hundred dollars. And putting the word enterprise in front of something doesn't allow you to just magically add a couple zeros at the end of the price. I'm sorry.
1: I don't know where that – Well, grew. no. You know, it's, it's the thing about VR headsets that gets me is visual comfort and tracking quality are are almost uh, – I can't put a dollar amount on how important they are. So when we had the Quest 1 come out and it was battling with and, – and the Rift S – And it was battling the Valve Index. Like, I can – I would – anyone that goes and pays the $1,000 for the Valve Index, good on you. I understand why you made that purchase. Because you were spending time, valuable time, your time, the, the, the most important thing in your life. And you're choosing whether to give yourself headaches in another headset or not in the Valve Index. That's how comfortable that thing was. And and is, um, so like I understand uh, there's a segment of people that are going to go spend three or four times the cheapest device on the on the market just to have the best visually comfortable experience there is, and I think that's always going to probably be the case if 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 Apple can differentiate and have its tracking be night and day better than what Facebook is putting out. And if they can make the visual comfort, like you don't get a headache after wearing it for two hours, that's worth 10 times uh, another headset to some people. Enough people that I think it can stand on its own.
0: Hmm. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We're going to have to just see uh, what's going on there. Uh, Let's see. Looks like uh, Kyle Hoyt. I'd pay twice as much for an Apple headset. Reckoner VR says, $3,000 is never consumer. Perhaps one day in an iPhone-free world it will be, but not now. Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, And then Onikaze, I do not see the $3,000 rumor coming to pass. You know, I've been thinking about that pretty deeply as well, whether or not a $3,000 headset. But then I look at uh, a Mac laptop. Versus a PC laptop, and maybe not so much anymore. But I mean, you're you're paying a premium for something built a little bit this and a little bit that. Offer a few other things. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm thinking that three thousand dollars for a first foray into a new tech industry for a big
1: major company might either be the most ridiculous thing in the world or the <laughs> smartest mm I you know the specs we've been hearing, yeah, so th- first off, I'm very skeptical of the three thousand dollar price tag because of what happened with the iPad, and uh, back when the iPad debuted, they were advertising that it's going to be under a thousand it's going to be around a thousand or under a thousand, and so like there was a lot of articles saying it was going to be a- around a thousand, and then sure enough, the iPad debuted and it was hitting I think a five hundred dollar price point was its a- entry level. And so, like, I'm very skeptical that maybe this is, you know, history has repeated itself. But there's also the Apple Watch to consider and what Apple might have learned from the Apple Watch where they do have a kind of reasonable entry-level price. But then because it's a fashion item, they had a lot of options and the bands and the sort of luxury you could tack on to this very... Uh, core computing device that it's, you know, there's a core computing device and then there's the fashion you add on to it. And I'm looking at these comments here of people saying, you know, techno glitch saying the quest two still hurts my head, even with the better strap. I don't have the better strap, but it does hurt my head still. And, uh, um, yeah, I, I think that we need to have comfort be light years better than where it is today in order for us to really make the mainstream argument you don't want to be getting a headache after an hour in a headset and that's i think we're still in that area where yes you get comfort you know you get six off freedom and it's so much fun but you can still get the headache after even a half hour in inside these headsets and i hope apple solves that i hope facebook solves that. i hope they all solve it uh, I think Valve Index was arguably the first headset to to really do it well. Uh, PlayStation VR, lots of people found that comfortable for hours of play. So I I don't and know. It really was.
0: It really it, it, the 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 PSVR has always been uh, kind of interesting to me because it's not really giving you a whole lot in terms of you know superior FOV or superior resolution. But man, it was sort of comfortable.
1: So I've seen a couple people talking about Tim Sweeney here, and I want to call out Vexner's quote, uh, comment here. So Vexner wrote, I'd like to point out Tim Sweeney constantly talking about creating the metaverse year after year and the intentional tease at the end of MetaHumans videos stating that this is just the beginning. So I found Tim Sweeney after a conference uh, uh, maybe a year and a half or two years ago, and I wanted to understand, are we going to get VR Fortnite? And it was basically a no comment. He was like, no, I'm, I'm not commenting on that. But he followed it up and said he would make a comment about AR. And so there is a story out there where I did publish his entire gigantic quote back to me about AR and what he thought AR was going to be. And I think what we have here with Epic and with um, VR in general is a couple things going on that make it very hard for you to see, like, what these companies' strategies are. So I think Epic realized it hit a dead end with VR, that Microsoft, Valve, and Facebook had gotten there first, and OpenXR became the one thing those three companies could agree on. So there's an open standard for how uh, devices should interact with content, and that's called OpenXR. And there's only so much you could do with with OpenXR, and it's actually OpenXR. The reason they changed from Open... Well, it, there's a little things going on, but OpenXR is supposed to imply that it works for both AR headsets and VR headsets. And so you've got companies like Apple, Facebook, Epic, all seeing this market opportunity from a, an AR headset that you wear out in the real world eight plus hours a day. And that's something that's worth the entire world right you'll do anything with your company to try to get that market opportunity and try to you know get your own piece of it and so i think epic at some point realized you know i'm kind of at a dead end here with how far i can take vr let's just skip on to the next thing and start thinking about how we're going to get to ar and that means you know it's not really it doesn't really make financial sense to epic to You know, even if they got offered $500 million by Facebook to make Fortnite for a quest, I don't think it's going to make as much financial sense for Epic to do that when the market opportunity is so much bigger for AR. And that's kind of the the situation some of these companies are in. So the next time I
0: talk to Tim Sweeney, I need to ask him if we're going to see AR Fortnite. That is just the scariest sounding thing I have ever heard in my life.
1: (laughs) It was in Ready Player One. We saw that depicted in Ready Player One where these kids are running around the real world streets with, you know, their their uh mock guns too, and they're having that match to their virtual world. So like, I don't know, there's an end goal there that maybe people get there. It's it's really awkward. Very spooky to think
0: about. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens with a lot of this stuff. I mean, we are still in the uh, kind of primary school, first couple grades worth of uh, VR evolving. And we'll get to a point where, you know, that awkward middle school, early high school and everything's all new and fresh and weird again. It's going to happen.
1: I'm, I want to bring up the comment we have published on our site from uh, Jesse Shell at Shell Games. So uh Heaney, if you could put this link into the comments so that people can read this. Jesse Shell is one of those people. He's the creator the, the studio head of Shell Games, which is made I Expect You to Die and Until You Fall. So a couple very popular games uh, on Quest headsets already. And he has this comment talking about Roblox. And there's this amazing comment there it says there's these kids growing up today who are, you know, 10. When Roblox first came out, they're 15 now and they're starting to go out to get jobs and they're going to want a VR version of Roblox. They're going to expect all the things that they could do in Roblox to be available to them in a VR headset. And who's going to be the person making VR Roblox? Who's going to be able to like let you do anything you want, make anything you want inside um a VR headset. And I think Roblox is such an amazing. I just went into it recently and you really can with with a little bit of code do anything with one of those virtual worlds. And it's that's the kind of like that's what Facebook Horizon is working towards. But the point there is that there's kids growing up today who are going to need that kind of tool and they're going to want that kind of tool as soon as they're able to afford these headsets. And maybe it's not you and me, the old, you know, almost boomers, that uh, are going to be the big users of these headsets
0: oh you're making my back hurt oh man no uh, I have I have a 15 year old daughter that plays Roblox all the time with my 10 year old daughter and uh, I asked if they've because I know that there are like uh, you can cram Roblox blocks into VR there's a couple things out there and I've asked her I was like so you know she's avid VR user avid Roblox player. It's like, do you want to play Roblox in VR? She's like, no, it sucks. And I was like, why? And she's like, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like the same experience. Mm. And so I, I feel like the will, I'm going to disagree with Jesse and say that no, the kids aren't going to want Roblox in VR. Uh, not just to be contrary, but because I legitimately don't think they will. Now, I spent a lot of time playing Minecraft in VR in the early days. Uh, yeah, I even played it in 3DOS. Okay, that's how hardcore I am with Minecraft. But I asked the kids, do you want to play Minecraft in VR? And they say, no,
1: no, Look, we're okay. Better. Yeah, Kickbatter, adopt me. That's the one, that's the world I went in there with my kid recently, and I was just blown away by just the complexity of that world and how addictive it was. I mean, it's pretty close to Pokemon in VR with a, with an MMO tacked on. And yeah, uh, Rec Room, I, w- I really will not be surprised to see Rec Room acquired for billions pretty soon like it's, it's they've been on a really smart path and rec room is looking like everything facebook horizon wants to be and what roblox mm. wants to be and it works mm. great in vr
0: i if i was them uh, if i if i were them i wouldn't want to sell just yet no. i don't know i don't know we'll see we'll see uh, who do you think who do you think would buy them apple Facebook, uh, yeah,
1: App, Microsoft? Apple, Microsoft, Facebook, Microsoft, Amazon maybe. Amazon doesn't seem like it's got its stuff together and uh Valve but, yeah, maybe? the others. I don't, I don't Yeah, know. I, I always think Valve like I don't understand why Valve and Apple don't team up in a really, you know, innovative way. I I think that's a match made in heaven for consumers. And if you if Valve yeah. keeps its independence through that relationship, then, you know, they don't lose their existing audience. Um but, like, I know Apple wants to control everything, so it doesn't make necessarily make sense for Apple to do it. It's just, what do, what do people want? How much more money will they pay if a couple of their you know favorite things teamed up and were at home? And yeah, I don't know what, I think Rec Room enjoys its independence, but they've got a very valuable product and it's getting more valuable year by year.
0: What are we looking at here? VR and Mac OS, support for HTC Vive Pro.
1: Yeah, okay. this is this is Apple's first attempt at integrating VR, and it did not last long. I've I talked about this in previous downloads where you could hook up an external GPU to your Mac, and then hook up the the Vive to that external GPU. And in theory, it was really cool, but it just didn't it didn't work.
0: I want to know. I want to know who did this. Uh, I want to know who all tried this. Come find me on social media and tell me if you did this. I want to know how well it worked and what your setup was. Which which Mac did you use? Yeah, I'm curious about I this because I, I, there's no real logical reason that it couldn't happen, but I think you just have to have the perfect setup. It would be difficult to get the perfect setup to make this happen.
1: I don't know. Hmm.
0: All right. Well, uh, do we have anything else, Ian? Any, any more uh, comments?
1: yeah there's just great comments of people commenting on on the different products there uh, you know Onakaze as far as I can tell Roblox is basically a generic Disney infinity that's kind of that's a good comment on sort of what it could be. Um, Kevin saying plus one in the valve Apple relationship it would be great. I agree I just you got to get the CEOs together and agree on terms and that's what a lot of these things always boil down to. I always remember that um, there had to be a personal call from Mark Zuckerberg to the CEO of Microsoft to get Minecraft on the headsets back in the day. And like, that's the kind of, these guys are all making platform plays that are bigger than any, you know, it has to have the CEO sign off basically to make it happen. And so these, these people need to get together and agree on what's good for consumers and, and get them to, you know, make some smart decisions for consumers.
0: Yeah, isn't it fun when uh, the CEOs have to get involved in all this stuff? It just shows the importance, the value of the evolution of this industry. Uh, all right, well, let, let's let's wrap this up, Ian. Uh, I think this was a pretty solid show. Uh, all best of luck to Guy and uh, <laughs> virtual desktop, uh, VR desktop. And uh, I just want to say if you're watching right now and you're making comments in the YouTube, thank you. It's all very good chat uh, i'm always interested in going back and reading all of this as well afterwards ian taking advantage of the new camera <laughs> angles you know we're all, we're all about feedback too please give us feedback if you see something in the studio or on the show that you like or you don't like or you want us to possibly address or change let us know in the comments here or uh you can go to upload vr.com check out all the latest news reviews comments and interviews And uh, our YouTube channel has all sorts of amazing content, including this podcast. Of course, this podcast can be found pretty much on every podcast uh, channel. So subscribe to us there. And, you know,
1: I don't want to be that like
0: and subscribe guy, but like and subscribe, please.
1: (laughs) Do you want to do you want to hack people's Google Homes at home and, and do that again? I think I think we made people mad last time.
0: No, no, but I will do this. Alexa. Play the VR download there because you know, the Google, the Google home people. And then there's the,
1: yeah, we'll get them. We'll get them each after a week. Next week we'll do a Siri and and try to hack everyone's series. Yeah, there we go. All right. We
0: are the hackers from uh, upload VR here on the VR download. (laughs) Uh, Oh man. What a, what a, what a great, what a great conversation here. All right. So uh, go check our stuff out. Thank you everybody for watching and listening. We'll see you in the future. Goodbye.